Hey guys, this is Marco Mendoza, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey guys, this is Doug Aldrich with the Dead Daisies, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Hey gang, this is John Karabi, and you're listening to Iron City Rocks. Turn it up, baby. Loud and proud. Come on! Oh! Hello and welcome to episode 310 of the Iron City Rocks podcast, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, blues, and rock talk on the net. Episode 310, we are joined by Doug Aldridge of the band The Dead Daisies. Doug, no stranger to the world of hard rock and metal, was a member of uh, Ronnie James Dio's band until his passing, a member of Whitesnake until 2013, uh, in a great uh, band that uh, I think many people have heard of. Uh, kind of falls under the moniker of a super group uh the dead daisies which is made up of a uh, doug who's the newest member of the band brian tishy who was also in um white snake john karabi former scream and motley crew vocalist marco mendoza who played with white snake has played with thin lizzy played with ted nugent and david lowry on guitar they've got a great new album coming out in august called make some noise it features the track, uh, the lead-off track called Long Way to Go, which we'll play for you in just a second. Uh, the band is going to be doing some touring around the album. They're doing July in the United Kingdom uh, in the beginning of August, and then they're coming to our neck of the woods in late August where they're going to be opening up for KISS. Uh, when they come to Youngstown, Pennsylvania, probably the closest coming to our area. Uh, so it'll be fantastic to get a chance to see this killer lineup and do this great material. So... We're going to play you a little bit of Long Way to Go, and we're going to get into the interview with Doug. Thank you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, my pleasure to welcome to the program from the Dead Daisies, Doug Aldridge. How are you doing, Doug? I'm great. Nice, nice to be here. Thanks, John. It's my pleasure. My pleasure. You've got a um, quite a, a long career, and uh, actually surprised that we haven't crossed paths prior to this. But uh, really excited about the new Dead Daisies album. Uh, had a chance to listen to it uh, just the other day. Um, can you talk a little bit about what drew you into the band? I know you're kind of the new guy. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I I was. Um, it started actually the end of last year. I was on tour with Glenn Hughes, and I got a call that Richard Fortas, the previous guitar player, had in, been injured in a in a motorcycle accident, and uh, they they thought I would be good to uh, help. And I, unfortunately, I was on I was not able to do it. Um, but later. Um, they decided that they were going to make a new record and they were planning out the, the whole year and Richard said look I've got this thing that I got a you know this little band called Guns N' Roses I, <laughs> I've been involved with for years and I'm we're, we're going to be going back out and um, which was actually you know it's that's, that's totally you know these things happen bands sure. take a break and then they guys musicians do something else so they, he said he couldn't commit for that and he said, "Why don't you call Doug?" You know, and I had I've been off the road really for a couple of years. I did a little bit of touring last year, but um, I've been off the road since leaving Whitesnake, and um, I just wanted to I needed to spend more family time. And so it was I got the call, and I, it was kind of perfect timing. And to think about being in a band, I knew about the band previously because obviously my friends were in it, Tishy and Karabi and Marco and um, to think about that a couple of the guys that I played with in Whitesnake were there together like you know Marco is a phenomenal bass player world renowned amazing and was awesome to work with him in Whitesnake and also the same with, with Brian Tishy but we never worked together and I thought those two as a working as a working um, rhythm section would be pretty massive yeah. you know so that was that was definitely enticing. I've known John Krabi since 1979 when we were kids in Philadelphia, and um, we uh, we've been friends. But we just never ever wrote a, a note together ever. Right. Nothing. We've never even. I don't even think we ever jammed together. I just knew about him. He was in a band when I was a kid. He was in a band that um, that would be playing in New Jersey at the clubs doing covers, and I, you know. I used to sneak into the. We had fake IDs to say we were 19, so we could get in the club and watch the bands in New Jersey. So mm -hmm. that's when I met John, and um, so it was cool to be able to to look forward to to writing and recording a record with these guys, and also, you know, David Lowy is the founder and the the, the leader of the band, and he he and I had a, a couple of really great phone conversations, and he originally. We were talking about me coming into flying over to Europe and hanging with the guys a little bit, and we decided that wasn't necessary after a couple of phone conversations. It was just like, let's just do this. Yeah. So we we made a plan to go into Nashville together and sit down and bang it out, you know, bang out a record. And that's what we did. We did it from start to finish um, together as five people, and it, this this is a snapshot of that earlier this year of what 
us five guys would be doing. That's this is what you got. Now, Doug, when you when you did this album, the the Dead Daisies have had kind of a, a fluid lineup, um, and as you mentioned, it, it it's kind of the way of the music industry right now. I think everyone's in a few bands. I mean, you were in two massive oh. bands that did one point with White Snake and Dio. Um, when when you get together to write as the Dead Daisies under that moniker, do you kind of put in your head we need to sound like the Dead Daisies, or you just kind of let it go where you go? We we just let it go where it was going. We, you know, I knew the Dead Daisies uh, had a couple records, and I really liked that stuff a lot. And I, uh, you know, there's a, th- a thread that that runs from that stuff to this stuff, mm-hmm. but I think that this record was just the product of you know different um for example when when dizzy and richard were going to be going back to to guns and roses for a tour mm. david Lowy decided let's just make this a straight up rock guitar record you know like okay. you know th- let's let's just keep it more more raw guitar i mean no, no keyboards for this one because you can't you know dizzy you can't you don't really He's he's a really unique player. I mean, there's not Sorry. a lot of guys that play like like Dizzy. He's got a really, with Dizzy, he's so talented. He's one of those guys that you you never you know you don't really notice what he's doing. Sometimes he's just kind of playing and having fun and rocking out. Mm-hmm. You see him with Guns and Roses, or whatever. You're always listening to Slash or Richard or whatever Axel. But when he stops playing, that's when you realize. Yeah, something's missing. You know, it's like, whoa, well, something's missing, you know. He's like a secret ingredient, and that's what it was with the Daisies. But so instead of trying to re- find somebody to play like that for the, the Daisies, we went in to make a, a rock guitar-based, you know, all guitar, right. no keyboards. And and we didn't have any we didn't have any real um, parameters. I didn't have any pressure about, like, let's create, you know, where is this where's the sound of this band started and where are we going to mm-hmm. go? It wasn't like that. It was like, let's just find some, some riffs that we like to jam on and um, they will become, you know, the sound of, they will become Dead Daisy songs just by default. Right. So, now, when you were doing that and writing the riffs and things like that, was was John involved? Um, I, I know he plays a little guitar. Um, was he involved in that process of the, of the guitar part writing or did, did you kind of just bring oh, yeah. him in to do the yeah. lyrics? Everybody was. You know the funny thing, John, is like I'm I'm the new guy. Right. I'm joining a band, even though I've worked with they're all friends and I've worked with them. But we've now we've got a date that we're starting. Imagine this: mm-hmm. we're in, we've got a date that we're starting. We're going to fly to Nashville. We've got two weeks to write. Then we're going to go and record what we've got, and that's going to be and that's like old school. That's what bands did. You know, it wasn't like right. you had to wait till you had the perfect record. You had to just go in and do it. Just do something. Right. So I'm going, okay, well, I'm not sure how this is going to work out, but everybody in the band plays guitar. Everybody's right. a great guitar player. John Karabi's a great guitar player. Brian Tishy's a great guitar player. Everybody's playing guitar. So we sit there the first day. What happens? Everybody's got a guitar in their hand. Everybody's got riffs. I got riffs. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got ideas. I got ideas. I'm, I'm going, how, you know, it was just overwhelming. But yeah. it was. It's it's always really helpful. I mean, you know, um, with with a band like the Dead Daisies and everybody playing guitar, it's just more more good riffs to choose from, you know. Because everyone's got a different take, and you can, yeah, like even for yourself. I mean, I, I don't know if you play, but everybody's got riffs in their heads right. and the things that they they like. And so 
we just focused on all those things and, and absolutely John a couple of the uh, last time I saw the sun was a riff that John started he brought that in and then we would all work on the things together you know it was I've been saying this in other interviews because it's, it's kind of an important point for me is that um, with White Snake we would it would be me and David writing and, and creating a direction for the band and we would bring it on the guys and then we would we'd record it mm-hmm. with the dead daisies when you do anything it's five guys going to do it like if it's if it's uh anything to do with the music or the direction of the band it's like five guys get together and five guys hash it out and more democratic that's, that's it's democratic and it also is um yeah it's it's a good therapy it's like you let go of things because you're not it's like you know that um everyone needs to be involved everyone should be involved and you just see where it takes you you know and and the pressure's off a little bit because you don't ha- you don't have to do everything yourself um and you don't overthink things because somebody else before you can even have a chance to think about it somebody's already taken your riff and twisted it and said hey let's try it with this beat or let's you know so it was really creative in a very fast way and it was it was cool that we that we came up with. I'm really I really dig the record. And I dig the songs. Yeah. I, I I like you know the the whole the whole thing about it. Um, and I liked it that some riffs John brought, some riffs Brian brought. I brought some. David brought some, and everybody was involved. Marco brought some. Marco um, is like you know like we discussed. He's just a, he's a giant mm-hmm. as as everyone knows, and he 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 just makes everything happen you know when you, you you've had the benefit of working with some amazing singers you mentioned glenn Hughes, um obviously david coverdale you know, ronnie james dio uh just to name a few but john's got an incredibly unique voice um i think yeah. anybody who listened to the first scream record uh and and you know tracks like man on the moon and mother father son um no he's got a really really cool voice um when you write guitar riffs, do you kind of have to put his singing style into your head? You know, because he's got that kind of nasty, sleazy sort of sound. It's very different than you know maybe what Ronnie Ronnie sang like. Does that yeah, impact yeah, how course. you write? Well, not not so much. I mean, even whether it's with Ronnie or, or Cabrera or um, anybody, you know, you you basically just need to find things that you think they'll like mm-hmm. and then you present them and they, they start singing on it or they don't and if they do start singing on it then obviously it's, something's got potential but um, and with when I would be doing things with you know writing with David he would immediately start singing because it was just the two of us and we mm-hmm. there would be nobody around with with the Dead Daisies John was just kind of ch- chilling back and listening to the music and obviously in, in and playing as well like he that was um that was mostly what he was focused on is like he we would all agree like that this particular piece of music um something that that we're going to work on and he's into it i mean if the singer's into it or not into it then you you know you got to go you got to start there so that's that's basically um everything nothing was planned for john but john is definitely you know made sure that everything was something that he felt good about right um 
obviously in the video long way to go a fantastic and a great choice for a leadoff single from the album you guys are playing some pretty big gigs i mean obviously you're opening for kiss um that's not a small gig and it's not something you think of with a a band with three albums to their name in this economy um yeah was that kind of appealing that the ability you know the the dead days is even before you were in the band have done some pretty big shows i believe they had toured with kiss prior was that appealing to you to be able to go out and kind of get in in a nice size venues right out of the chute? Yeah, I mean, you know, there, there's always there's always good things about all kinds of shows. Big shows are good for some things, and tight, intimate shows are good for some things. It just it doesn't really um, it, it doesn't matter to me so much. But it is nice to 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 play in, in a big room you know and and hopefully win over some fans of somebody that's a great opportunity you get a chance to win over some fans of a band like kiss or mm-hmm. uh, who def leppard or all the, the different bands that the dead days have toured with in the past leonard skinner different people um so you get that opportunity and then it's also nice to to play in a, a more intimate environment mm-hmm. club situation where it's packed out with 500 people or a thousand people whatever and they're all, you know, fans of yours. So there's there's good things to both. But yeah, we we had gone to Germany this year to do. Um, we had been to Germany a couple times this year. We did the we were kind of the, the feature band at a trade show called the Music Messe. And Music Messe is um, like the NAM show in right. Europe. It's really a big m- music trade show. And so we were the we were the featured band. We did two shows a day and at this outdoor arena and then um we did a couple of shows on our own and then we while we were there the manager of hollywood vampires saw us and asked us to come you know that's the band with alice cooper and joe perry and johnny depp right so they asked us to come back to germany a month later and do just one show with, the, with them and so we flew in and did that and that's where a lot of the, that stuff was filmed so we made sure to to play that song Right, you know, at that show, it was a good crowd. Now, um, you had mentioned kind of taking some time away from the road. Um, did you have a chance to 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 write a lot during that period, or did you just kind of decompress? Obviously, you did that uh, the uh, Saints with the uh, Jack Blades and, and Dean. Um, yeah. Did, did you do yeah. much else? I know you there was you had worked with Glenn. Did um, is that going? I know Glenn had to have some surgery. Um, is there any talk of yeah. rekindling that in the future? No, not at this time. I mean, the fo- Glenn and I talked about that the focus was going to be more. You know, when I, when Glenn and I were working together, we were kind of promoting it as a as a Glenn Hughes featuring Doug type mm-hmm. of situation, and we both felt like you know that's that was cool for that for that summer for last summer but eventually it was going to need to come focus was going to need to be back on Glenn 100 mm-hmm. percent and and he had also expressed interest in doing a number of different things that you know I could have maybe done some stuff with him or not it didn't we didn't really have a plan okay but um he you know in the future I would I'm always open to collaborate he's a friend for a long time and I, I love him he's awesome um, but we don't have any plans to do anything at this time. He's doing a solo record at the moment, and um, he is using his solo band, his his normal solo band on that stuff. And he's doing, I think, next year maybe some Black Country. I've read. Yeah, I just saw something on the same topic. 
Um, so you that's have, cool. Your um, resume of, of album credits is extremely long, extremely dense. Um, working with Michael Sweet and Leah Ford, just to name a few. But one one name that certainly stuck out was Lady Gaga. Can you talk a little <laughs> bit about how you got involved in that? Yeah, a friend of mine is um, a engineer. He, he engineers a lot of um, big artists that are, you know, maybe pop artists or different mm-hmm. style than what normally. But he's a rock guy. He's a he's a rock you know, fan, and. Um, he was working with Will uh, Will Smith on Will Smith and and also Jada Pinkett Smith, and um, had said that he would like to get me on some of those projects, and I just could never do it because I was always busy with David in Whitesnake, and I just mm-hmm. was always. But I happened to be home one day, and he called me. Um, it was at night, actually. He called me and said, "Hey, can you come in and do a session tomorrow for Lady Gaga?" And I said, "Absolutely, that'd be awesome." So I just he go I go what do I bring? He said just bring bring you know a Marshall and a, a Strat and a Les Paul and just see you know we'll we'll just get um we'll just get some tracks down for her. It's, she wants to rock up this song a little bit, and um so I went in in the morning and we we got set up and was doing kind of in the process of doing guitars and in she walks you know she's all mm-hmm. dressed up she was that day she was going to be doing um she was going to be doing some interviews uh, and some and playing some music for the record company and um, she wanted to you know be dressed and so she'd been out partying the night before with friends and she came in just like a badass rock star you know it was mm-hmm. like not what you think and um, she wanted me to just wail on this song so I was doing the the rhythm parts the way that the, my friend had wanted me to do it and then she's like no man come on throw down you know put some put some crazy stuff in there and so I did about four or five passes with her and then she was really nice she um she said you know you want to hang out and while I do vocals and so I did and actually sang some backgrounds on, on I don't know if they kept it but um we were just hanging and uh and it was it was really um a fun day of of doing something different and it was, the funny thing was is I just started getting on Twitter at that time and and um she you know I was um, I, I basically knew that Twitter was something where people like to keep in touch with their friends or whatever and mm-hmm. see what they're doing and she she asked me she goes hey what are the what are these these yellow things in the back of the amp and I said those are the tubes you know for the amp that's mm-hmm. how you get that real old old school sound she goes oh wow can I take a picture of that and I was like yeah, and it had my name on the back of the amp, so I thought, you know, oh, it's cool. She, you know, um, and I took a picture of her with my guitar on and some stuff. But I, somebody said something about Twitter, and I thought, oh, that's a great idea. So I didn't, I, did, I didn't put a picture of her on Twitter, but I mentioned that I was, um, I mentioned that I was um, doing this session with Lady Gaga and how cool she was. It was, you know she's like a metalhead, you know? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, this was after I left the studio, all of a sudden I get a call from her publicist going, please take the tweet down. You know, Lady Gaga doesn't want to announce any details about the record uh-huh. early because her fans, her fans are just, you know, really intense and they'll get crazy. But before I took the tweet down, her girlfriend that was at the studio retweeted it. 
and it, she retweeted it to like you know tens of thousands of people or whatever. So mm-hmm. my Twitter is just blowing up with all these you know all these questions and all this stuff and it was basically the cat got out of the bag and all of a sudden in the press and you know MTV UK or whatever it's like White Snake and Gaga together you know and <laughs> all this it got blown out of proportion and I, I felt so bad you know because I, I, I started this whole thing on accident you know, I didn't I, I didn't even know how it worked really I didn't right. know how viral stuff gets you know but it is, yeah, she didn't. Amazing. She didn't care. She was. She was cool with it in the end. She was like, "That doesn't matter. I don't know what. Why they told you you couldn't tweet? Of course you can do whatever you want." But the funny thing was, is then later, you know, I thought maybe David would be upset with me because he's like, you know, he's like, "Douglas, great job, man. That's awesome. You, you know, you got some really good press." And uh, it was just funny. Yeah, you can't buy that. You know, in, in the world of hard rock and metal, you can't buy that kind of. Uh, Publicity, even you know the nastiest blabbermouth stories are going to get you that kind of kind of um, it, PR. It's funny because I know it's all about it's all about you know some interesting twists these days, something that you can talk about mm-hmm. that um, it's so weird, man. That's the one thing about like supergroups that these bands that get together, and I'm not sure. saying the Dead Daisies is that, but um, it's definitely guys that I respect and I, I they're cool. But a lot of supergroups will get together, and people are so excited. And then they, the first record, they'll do really, really good. And then the next record will come out, and be like, it's not. You need, you need to keep the story going. Like it's right. got. It's not a. Even if the second record is twice as good as the first record, the the news of these people yeah. working together is what's the story. And so you have to yeah. find a way of things to to talk about. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Sometimes the anticipation of the combinations you see in the headlines is almost more exciting than than the record, you know, in a lot of cases. Yeah, or, or and that's overshadows, why I should say. Oh no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I think it overshadows the record itself, you know, a lot of times. You're right. You're right. And then th- that's why a lot of these projects come and go, where there's guys that are doing records for. You know they'll do a record together, and they might not even tour on it. But then you'll mm-hmm. see the same guy doing a new record with some other guys, and it's yeah. it's interesting for one record. But that's where we, you really have to do what I think the Dead Daisies is doing is you have to commit to promoting the record and getting out there and playing mm-hmm. for for the for the people, you know, and, yeah. and grind it out. Yeah, one I mean, short of time, one fan at a time. Yeah, in, in this industry, you've got a tour really to be. Viable. I mean, you're not going to pay the bills making records that, that you you know don't tour behind and don't have merchandise to promote. It's unfortunately the model we're in. But uh, yep, yep. So you guys are going to be coming in uh, doing the opening slot for Kiss. Um, no small uh, task there to warm up a crowd for Kiss. Um, on August 26th, you'll be in Youngstown, Ohio, at the Cavelli Center. And Doug, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk with you, and we look forward to seeing you when you get into town. Thanks, man. That sounds great, and um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I definitely look forward to. to be, I, you know, no, I've known the Kiss guys for years, and the Daisies have toured with them, but I've never toured with them. And I'm really looking forward to it, seeing them um, play every night, at least a few songs. Um, sometimes you know you get you. Sometimes you're on tour with a band, and you, you you're friends with them, but you never get to see them. You know, right. or you never even get to see them play, but. Um, I like to try and see if I can sneak out and get 
get a couple songs before the band has to leave. Yeah, yeah, certainly not one to miss. If you get a chance to watch from the vantage point, I'm sure you would be in a support act. It would be uh, really awesome to see it from that close. Doug, it's been a pleasure, man. We look forward to seeing you. Thanks, bud. I'll talk to you later. a giant thank you to Doug Aldridge of the band The Dead Daisies. Again, the new album Make Some Noise is out August 5th. You can pre-order that on um, Amazon right now. It's available. Uh, Had a chance to listen to the entire album. uh, Just as killer as the snippets that we're playing for you on this show. So really worth checking out. And again, they're going to be touring with Kiss. So I know a lot of people listening to the show are Kiss fans. So they'll probably get a chance to see them when they come. Which is one of the reasons I was really glad to get the band on the show. Get a chance to find out who's opening. This isn't a one of those opening bands you just want to wait out in the parking lot. Get in, get your seat, and get uh, ready to see a really cool band. So, I want to invite you to check us out at ironcityrocks.com. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram are all forward slash ironcityrocks. And we'd love to hear from you. ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Uh, you can uh, tell us what you like about the show, what you hate about the show, or anything in between. Also, invite you on our website to check out the link for the Drive for the Cure, which is in August. Actually, the 27th, the day after Kiss and the Dead Daisies are in Youngstown. A uh, chance to play some golf for a great cause uh, out in uh, Dawson, Pennsylvania, which is south of Pittsburgh. Uh, for those registering, 
Uh, if you register through us, we'll throw in some concert tickets to some shows. So a great chance to check out bands like Slayer, Zach Wild, Bush, Chevelle, and many, many more. So check that out, ironcityrocks.com. Till next time, we want to thank you for listening.